Yo, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy Gavin, aka Gavo, aka Coke, or whatever you feel like calling me today. I got my my host, the man who run the podcast, Mike. Yo, what's up? Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? You good over there? Yeah, man. You know, another <laughs> day, another dollar, bro, man. Trying to get this money, man. So, if you're listening, first of all, we want to welcome you to the Business Stir Fry Podcast. This is episode. I'm gonna take a stab at it and say like 13 or 14. I'm not even gonna try. We getting it. We getting through it though. Season one going to season 20. Hey, make sure you download everything. Download it. Please get on Facebook. Please get on Instagram. I don't know. Find us and we gonna shout you out. Show you some love and support. Uh, got an interesting um show today. But before we even get started, first thing we gotta go through is I seen a lot of people talking about the market. Um, how things have been going on up and up, you know, but yesterday, we don't know when y'all going to hear this, but if you're listening, today is August 6th, and the 5th was the lowest day that the market has been all year. So, I hit you up offline, Yep. and I asked you, I said, do that have to do anything with um, the shootings that happened over the weekend? Nah. And that's what you replied back. <laughs> And then, because the reason why I was thinking about that, I'm like, hey, you know, does that put, like, some type of uncertainty, like, in the economy and what's going on with the government? So, I didn't know that. Yeah. And then I started noticing that China got some money situation going on, but they went on and, you know, they flinched. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, I mean, the market's been waiting for an excuse to to run the market back down. Okay. So, we know we had IPOs. So, we've been talking mm-hmm. about this early since early in the season. It was like, hey, the market's going to go out. Um, things are going to go higher. Like everything is actually going to actually go much, much higher um, before things start crumbling down. Mm-hmm. Like we said, you know, Bitcoin, uh, not Bitcoin per se, but all your crypto is going to go higher. Stocks are going to go higher. And I'm pretty sure that we stated that, you know, we're going to have a pullback. And yeah. that's all this was. This was just a pullback, uh, as, uh, or as I like to call them, like a test run. Okay. What I like <laughs> to call it. This, this was a test run to kind of see what was going on. And I, I told, you know, had a couple group chats going and people were like, man, you know, is, is this the crash? And I was just like, nah, not at all. Um, we, the 200 day moving average uh, was about 2550. I want to say for the Dow. Now the Dow is only 30 companies. So you can't, you can't really judge the market off the Dow. Mm-hmm. The S&P 500, which would be the 500 largest companies would be a better gauge, but everybody's familiar with the Dow. So I always refer to the Dow and, and it bounced off. Uh, there was a small candle that hit the 200 day moving average. And it bounced right off, which if you would have saw that yesterday, you would have known to jump in the market today and you was going to get a lot of gains back. Uh, I do. I, I, I expect for, you know, the rest of the year for the market to be up. Doesn't mean that we okay. won't go back down to the 200 day moving average. But normally right around September, October, mm-hmm. you, you get some sort of fluctuation in the market. Um, and there's reasons for that. I'm not going to go into the reasons on the podcast. We could talk off air. Mm-hmm. There's some holidays <laughs> that tend to show up by a certain demographic that kind of dictate the high stock is going to move. Mm. So that, that is one of the, one of the things that you do see during this time frame. but no, I mean, nothing, nothing surprised me. I know a lot of people were like freaking out and like, Oh my God, like it's the biggest, you know, guys, let me tell you how stupid this argument is. <laughs> this is the biggest drop. In <laughs> Let's forever. hear it. All right. So <laughs> if the market is at Dow 50,000, right. Okay. And it drops 5,000 points. Mm-hmm. That's the largest drop, but it's not the largest drop because, the market's crashing is the largest drop because the market's higher. Mm. So when you hear this is the largest drop ever, well, the market has never been at 27,000. Exactly. So, of course, 
any drop from twenty seven thousand is going to be larger than any drop from sixteen thousand. Absolutely. Stop letting the media play y'all with just dumb shit. All well, the that's time. what they do. That's exactly what they do. Don't don't let them play you guys with that. So, um, market's fine. The market is fine. That's what moment. we get into. Um, I noticed that um, you brought up Bitcoin. They had a. They up there yet? We had a hundred thousand. We had a million. Like, no, no, up, we, we're not at a million Bitcoin. Uh, we will probably get there at some point in the future. <laughs> we're all probably dead. <laughs> I think a couple days ago it was only at like ten thousand, man. Yeah, it's, What's it's, up? it's, it's at eleven thousand right now. And Bitcoin, okay. Bitcoin is going to hit new all time highs. And this is not a prediction. This is not investment advice. This is just the he human, like that. the human psychology <laughs> of investing, right? Like if everyone says that the market is going lower people sell then when people sell guess what the market do goes lower right same thing all right so i mean we, we're gonna bitcoin will hit new all-time highs um, we need to get some i'm not I need touching some. I'm all not right touching. if you out there and you want to give me a couple of coins please let me know yeah now i will take free coins all day. i think <laughs> i'll take anything free like for see? Real, for real. see how easy that was y'all now mike on board so um we got a new segment uh-oh uh-oh gavin was sitting at work today Clearly not doing no work. <laughs> and I said, you know what? We're going to do something a little different today. So I have a thing for Mike. It's a it's a game we're going to play with Mike. Oh, It's called Pitch Him or Ditch Him. <laughs> pick Him or Ditch Him. Excuse me. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you two choices. You got to pick the topic. You don't know what I'm about to say. He don't know the topics. Wow. And the only thing I want to know is your idea on it or what what you, um, just your opinion on the situation. Oh, gosh. This is going to be terrible. Yeah, it's going to be funny. Terrible. And so it don't got to be really political. (laughs) It ain't really about business. Let's do it. So first up, let's do it like this. First up is Walmart versus Google. Who you want to talk about? Google. Definitely want to talk about Google. So... (laughs) That is funny. I thought you see. You know what? I kind of want to talk to Walmart, but Walmart is all good. Don't worry about it. Y'all ain't. We ain't gonna discuss y'all today. So, um, speaking on Google, CEO, he's from India. Yep. And I find it amazing. The point of this whole story. It's a very easy story. This guy became the CEO of Google, and he grew up in a household, um, no internet. Yeah. No TV. Yep. He didn't have a phone. It took his family five years to get a phone. And he said he noticed that everyone in his neighborhood, when his family finally got a phone, when he was older, um, everybody in his neighborhood came to his house to use his phone. Yeah. What is your idea on that? And I guess from the standpoint of seeing like something so small and seeing something that's, uh, you know, not the best situation. Yeah. And then... Think about it like this. Think about if you grew up in a household with no phone and then you go to Google. Like, what do you think goes to a man's mind like that? I mean, I think I think it always comes to it's like what arena are you competing in? Mm. Right? So when we look at football players, gladiator sport. Okay. All right. Most of the football players aren't coming from, you know, a home of, you know, both of their dads are pediatric or thoracic okay. surgeons, right? Exactly. They're coming from <laughs> a, a an arena where they have to compete and they're hungry and the you know, like What's a concussion compared to maybe not eating? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like so, absolutely. So when you look at someone like um, I want to say his name is um Sundar, uh, he's been the CEO for a few years now, mm-hmm. can't, three or four years, and I mean the guy's highly highly qualified. Yeah, smart as shit. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> I, I I think that him not having technology really doesn't matter. You know, it's mm. like it's like when you give a kid. 
you know, football or basketball for the first time or boxing, put them in a boxing ring for the first time. Mm-hmm. And if you tell them that, hey, this was going to turn your lights on. Yeah. There's a good chance that they're going to be motivated to, to learn. To make something shake. <laughs> yeah, to learn what the hell is going on. And I see him as that. And, and I wish, and it's funny because one of the guys we're going to talk about today mm-hmm. is, you know, someone that, that competes in that arena, arena Absolutely. that we really don't compete in. So when I look at him, I'm I'm not I'm not impressed mm. because the environment that he grew up in. I think that provided a hunger in him that his other schoolmates at Stanford and and Wharton just didn't have. True. All right. Next up, I already know who you picking, so I don't even know why we're gonna do this. Nas or Master P, man. Man, Master P. <laughs> and, 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 and I love Queens Bridge, man. Nas, you my guy. I lost tapes too. I'm not that impressed with those on the <laughs> subject, but it's all good. So Master P, man, Master P is beefing with Tyler Perry. That's where this story is going. Oh man, what are they beefing about? They beefing about. So Master P said he ran into Tyler Perry, and he said he went. He wanted, you know, they know of each other. He kind of wanted to be in his presence. And yeah. the first thing, the only thing Master P could say was Tyler Perry energy was off. <laughs> and he said, I think he feels threatened by me because I would never put on a dress to sell a movie. Oh. So what's your opinion? What's your thoughts? What's your process? That was a very quick overview of a long, you know, probably a 10-minute conversation. But that's basically where he was getting at. I got you. I, I mean, I, I, th- I think P has his lane. And I think I think um, Tyler Perry has his lane. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you're driving down the road on the interstate, guess what you can't do? Can't drive in both lanes. Can't. You know, so <laughs> I think they both have a lane that they can operate in. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't have a problem with what Master P said at all. Okay, he's a grown man. He's one of the top entrepreneurs of all time. He's worth six hundred million dollars. I mean, this man, he's actually, he, this guy actually said when he when he moved to L.A., he did movies mm-hmm. and then he moved over to video games. I don't know if they had a successful video game yet. Mm-hmm. But the video game industry, oh gosh, man, I'm I'm not gonna quote a number because I'll I'll mess it up. But let's just say the video game industry makes more money than the movie industry and the movie and the music industry combined. Mm-hmm. All right, this guy made that pivot seven years ago. Yeah, he's not an idiot. No, so 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 not. if Master P says something, there's probably a lot of validity to it. Yeah, and I'll just stick with that. <laughs> I'm sorry, Nas, because, you know, we was going to talk about you and Prince, but it's okay. <laughs> so next up, man, you want to talk about CEOs getting quitting and firing, or do you want to talk about successful entrepreneurs? You know what? Let's talk about CEOs, because we, we got to dead this dumb shit of becoming <laughs> CEOs. Okay. All right. I was listening to a podcast, Master of Skill, one of my favorite podcasts. Yep. Not going to name which podcast, not going to name who the person is, mm-hmm. but I was listening to an individual that was given, um, like their their background of becoming a boss okay and that individual gave so and i and I'm, i am really trying to to cover Uh-oh. who who this person is because I, I don't want it to be seen as shade they sent you gunshots but this person gave so much deference huh. to the person that hired them mm. and they spoke proudly of the person that hired them mm. even though they were running a business even though they took a business that was shit Mm. And turned it into sugar. They still <laughs> gave deference to the person that hired them. This podcast is for ballers, players, hustlers. There we motivating go. Motivating go getters. This is who this podcast is for. 
Absolutely. If your goals and your dreams is to become a fucking CEO, man, just delete, just delete it. Unsubscribe right now. Unsubscribe because this is for producers. Gotta do it. All right? Absolutely. So, <laughs> I love when Mike go on rants because they are great. It is filled <laughs> with something. So, um, it's saying that now half of CEOs don't quit their jobs. Half of them now what are get they, fired. What are, what are, what are, I mean, but what are their... What can they do? All right. If you're mm-hmm. a CEO, it's a good chance that what you're really good Absolutely. at is politics mm-hmm. and doing what somebody say. Exactly. Shaking hands. Kiss yeah. This, this podcast isn't for somebody who yeah. does what people say. This podcast is for someone that can that can find value. What can mm-hmm. you sell? All right, audience. Y'all know this question by now. Yep. Product, service, expertise. What you doing? What Those are the three <laughs> things that you can sell. All right. A CEO does not have any of that. No. They don't have a product. Mm-mm. They don't have a service. Nope. And most of them are fucking idiots, so they yeah. don't even have an expertise. Now there's some there's some good CEOs, right? Like we started off with the Google CEO. Absolutely. He's grown the worth of Google. He is by far smarter than either one of us here. Mm-hmm. Just by a little bit. A little bit. He's only making about two hundred million a year <laughs> at Google. So so I mean I'm not saying that there's not good CEOs, but what I'm saying for for the bulk of us, right? Mm-hmm. Like this guy is he's the equivalent of like Michael Jordan in the CEO. Absolutely. World. No basketball player is going to become Michael Jordan. No. The closest was Kobe. Yeah. He was voted to the All Decade team because of his Chill. name, averaging twenty nine percent from the field and twenty two points per game. Right? <laughs> like he wasn't good. It was it was everything he had, you know, mm-hmm. in the past. And that's kind of like where you are as a CEO. Like most of the time, you're not going to be Michael Jordan. Yeah. And people will sometimes be like, "Yo, you you killing it, you crushing it," you know. Like, but but you still you're not Jack Welch. You know what I'm saying? Well, you know, the problem is a lot of people see, they thinking right now of the guy at Google. They think about uh, Jeff over at Amazon. You know, they thinking about those guys. They not thinking about the thousands of CEOs that live in downtown Charlotte right now that's working around downtown Charlotte that are completely just trash. Yeah, that's, that's working 68 hours a week. And, uh-huh. and guess what they're worried about? You just said it, right? They're worried about getting fired. Yeah. All right, if you run your own business, man, like, you're not really worried about getting fired. You're worried about scaling and growth. Like, the Absolutely. moment money starts coming in on your business, only thing you're worried about is how can I scale and how can I grow? You're not worried about getting fired because the only person that can fire you from your business yeah. is your customer. Once Absolutely. you take care of your customer, you're good to go when you're running. When you're producing, you're good to go. So, I hope y'all enjoyed this. I mean, we're going to be doing more of that because uh, it's actually kind of fun because we was actually going to talk about Mr. Bezos. That, uh, we was going to talk about him. We was going to talk about Nas. And we was actually going to talk about the four qualities of entrepreneurs. But we ain't get there. No. And we ain't no. going to get there next week nope, because nope. Mike failed y'all and he ain't let us talk about Nas and Talk Prince. about what, what I want to. Hey, exactly. Mike get to talk about what he wants to. He get to pick the topics. But all right, man, let's start this show off right. Who are we talking about today? All right, so today, and I'm, I'm going to mess up this gentleman's name. We're going to talk about Dale LaFreebray. But before we get into Dale LaFreebray, um, let, let's talk, we do got to hit this market real quick. Okay, go ahead. Of, yeah, I, know, yeah. I know some of y'all tuned in for that. Um, Jace Bezos cashed out $1.8 billion of Amazon stock. Um, that That is a nice withdrawal. You got to say it, though. He, like, cashed it out, like. Yeah, cash. He pulled out, it pulled out. out one point eight billion dollars. Like he, 
he has 1.8 billion dollars today uh, he pulled out on august 1st it takes normally three days for your stock to settle before you can pull it into your account so he actually was able to pull that money into his account today he saw 1.8 billion dollars go into his account but uh, i want to mention that because what we did not touch on before we're, we're going to get to dale but there is an inverted yield curve right and we talked uh -huh. about this probably about four or five podcasts mm -hmm. before the yield curve on the 10-year treasury right now is 1.7 it's 1.73%, right? Okay. This fell from 1.75% on the 5th, August 5th, so you got a date, I know we normally don't give dates on these, which from over the weekend fell from 1.86%. All right. These are some pretty massive moves. And what mm -hmm. an inverted yield curve means is that your long-term treasury yield is actually paying out less than your short-term treasury yield. Mm -hmm. Long, normally longer term pays out more because there's more uncertainty. You don't know if the market's going to be better. You don't know if you're going to beat inflation. You're True. not going to beat inflation. Hell, you don't you don't even know if a country will exist <laughs> 10 years from now. As crazy as that sounds. Well, Russia when, getting when, their missiles. So when, when, when Nazi Germany finally <laughs> failed, their stock market was at an all-time high. So but buying treasuries, while safer, um, there's still risk involved. Okay. But you had an inverted yield curve. And why this is a big deal is because this has predicted the oncoming recession pretty much every time since the 1950s. There's been one false signal for an inverted yield curve. That was in 1967. 60s was fucked up in general. Really? <laughs> yeah. Really? <laughs> so it was the only time that, that, that this has not predicted a, a upcoming recession. And that recession has normally peaked its head out within four to six quarters. All right. Mm. So just giving you guys a head up. We, we talked about this 18 at months. least two months ago. Absolutely. At least two months ago. We've been warning people. Yeah. So, and, and again, it's not a reason to panic. The market is going to go higher. There is gonna, they're going to be yelling down 30,000. Personally, I don't think we're going to reach down 30,000. Get... They'll be yelling. <laughs> Matter of fact, if you ever hear that, just like move your money to safer places or whatever. What those safer places are, do not DM me. I'm not going to tell you. Talk to your financial advisor Man. or Google it. Might be setting us up, giving us good advice. Man, I, I don't I don't really give it advice. But I did want to touch on that because, that, it, because right now, it is, it is at a ridiculous level, whereas mm -hmm. if you're not paying attention, you do want to pay attention. Second topic, we also posted about Google DeepMind AI can spot acute kidney disease 48 hours before doctors can, can see it. All right, this is why you do invest in a company like Google, one. Two, how cool is that? Like, we're literally on the verge of, of Star Trek, guys. Like, between Bro. between your DNA being able to find out what diseases that you are susceptible to and all the information from artificial intelligence, you're literally about to be able to just walk into a machine, it scan the hell out of you, and be like, yeah, you got six weeks, bro. Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> we shouldn't be laughing, but that's actually funny. That we, is, it's it's scary, funny. man. Yeah. But it's it, scary. But, and, and, you know, and the reason why I want to mention that is because a lot of times we find that type of information, to your point, mm -hmm. we find it scary. It is not scary, guys. This is the wave of the future. Being able to diagnose and predict, you know, mortality rates is not a bad thing. Look at companies that are going to be able to start being in this field, especially companies that can, that are investing in AI and blockchain. Mm. Because what it's going to be able to do is they're going to be able to track and ledger everything properly and the ai doesn't work without a proper ledger i know we think that you know computers just just run computers run on programming if you can properly 
I can't figure out, I can't say that, I can't think of the right word to say. But if you can find out how to how to catalog everything properly, mm-hmm. which blockchain kind of fix that problem, the ledger problem. Yeah. Companies that that can do both, these are going to be companies that you definitely want to invest in. Not right now. All right. <laughs> there's a recession coming. <laughs> but, but but after everything settles and it does settles and and there's things to be bought, look for companies that are invested into blockchain technology. So I did want to mention that. Now we can go into the topic today. Let's get it, man. That's why this is a stir fry. Yeah. Because we mix everything up, man. I mean, how are you going to talk about... Good. How do you get to talk about blockchain and Nas and Master P in the same five man, minutes? stir fry. Stir so, fry is so fucking good, man. And you need it. You, I love stir You need fry. all of this. So all of it. We got a special CEO. So for those who don't know, um, go check out our last podcast because me and Mike actually found um, a need. Yeah, you know, we, we we found a niche, man. So we found out, you know, we were going on, and I mean, I'm sorry, it made both. I think it's funny because it made both of us mad before, during, and after <laughs> the pot, because we were on Black Enterprise. Shout out to y'all. We um we actually, you know, y'all gonna find a deal for us because <laughs> yeah, y'all gonna put us on payroll to help do, y'all. We're gonna do some work for you guys. Exactly because we were looking up their CEOs and we were noticing a it was too hard to find on their website. Two, it wasn't enough information. And it was like hidden. It was like, hey, we have this awesome list of entrepreneurs that are black, but they just shoved in the back. Yeah. And we were just like, yo, how do we even find it? Then Mike was like, yo, you know, we wrapped up the pod. Mike said, yo, I'm going to go find this this um, this actual magazine so I can read it. <laughs> how did that go? Mike sent out this text, and it was a lot of F-bombs. <laughs> it was a lot of this Have not bullshit. found the magazine yet. Exactly. And so... All good. And then you know what happens? He cooled down and he said, "Yo, this is a problem. We can fix it." We Let's found it. we found a need, and he know what's funny is so tonight we're we're actually going to talk about um, Dave Lefebvre. I, I have probably totally mispronounced his name. What's well, the reason why we can't find this? We guy. can't we can't find it, <laughs> which is so which is totally cool, man. Because this this guy actually his companies actually show up on the B one hundred. Like like he have I, I actually found at one point he had four companies. In the BE one hundred, we don't know who, and we don't even know who this guy no. is. All right, so a little background on Dale Lefebvre, if we're pronouncing that correctly. Dale, give us a call and tell us how to pronounce your name. Well, Go Dale, ahead. not yet. We're not ready <laughs> because you a boss. <laughs> like, like he be bossing it the fuck out. So tell us how. <laughs> so anyway, so this, this, so this guy, you know, very educated, went to MIT, got an electrical engineering degree, went to Harvard. Um, receive his law degree and a Harvard MBA, right? So yes. I mean, motherfucker, legit, all yeah. right. So he got he got all the paperwork. Matter of fact, not only does he have all the paperwork, he lives in DC. Uh, evidently, he is a he he he's a classical man. He's a Renaissance man, right? Like he's what we'll talk about. Like don't ever rest on your laurels. Do more. Mm-hmm. The guy actually has a master's in poetry now as well. How do you even get that? I you, when you're rich as hell. Yeah, who says he, I'm gonna go to college to get a master's? I just got I got all the time <laughs> and I have lots of money. So he stays half the time in DC, half the time in St. Thomas. I mean, I, I I love it. I love it. Like this this dude is a fucking boss, right? Bruh. All right, who is he? Have you ever heard of him? Anybody? Have you heard of this guy? We know no. we, we know a Kevin Durant. Yeah. We know a LeBron. Yep. We know Camelo. Yeah. You know? Do we know David Stewart? Nope, no clue. Who who the hell is David Stewart? Do we know of Dale Lefebvre? No. no. Who the hell is David? Guys, guess who the richest? This... <laughs> <Stop. laughs> Not the names that you know. Don't make me put my head down. <laughs> don't make me put my head down. LeBron might have. Uh, well, Maybe. he don't. He don't have David. He don't have Mr. Stewart. 
No. And there's a good chance he doesn't have Dale, right? Like, Because we can't find anything on no. the guy, which makes me think that the moment we publish this podcast, it's probably going to get snatched out. Exactly. They're going to find us something we copyrighted, something we wasn't supposed yes, to say. Yes, but we're going to talk about this guy because he started at McKenzie. Um, okay. Man, McKenzie wrote. So for you who don't know, McKenzie has the most, gosh, man, they probably have more venture capitals than anybody else on the planet. Mm. Um, so McKenzie is actually where, uh, no, I'm, excuse me, I'm thinking about Bain. But Bain and McKinsey are going to be your two consultant firms that produce a lot of private equity people. And so he came out of McKinsey. Okay. He ended up working for which this guy seems like his, that's his mentor. I'm not sure. Couldn't find it because, again, we can't really <laughs> find anything on the man. But he ended up working at Pharaoh's Capital under Kneeling Youngblood, who who might be an individual that we need to, to, to do a podcast on as well. Okay. So he's a founding partner of um, Pharaoh's Capital Group. And this is where Mr. Dale cut, you know, cut his teeth. And then he ended up going out and starting his own company, which was it's three, five, seven, eleven. Could not find out what that mean. I'm pretty sure it has a meaning to it. But this gentleman right here, him and his partner, Robert Taylor, end up founding this company. And what they do is they find areas of need. So they have an electrical company. They mm-hmm. have a mortgage company. They mm-hmm. have, uh, uh, I want to say, a data processing company. Um, not not or a data cooling company for servers. They find an area of need. He will find someone that that's good in that that arena. Go and fund their business. He owned the majority shares of it. Mm-hmm. Grows it out, probably because he is a minority. He's probably able to get a ton, with his connection. Absolutely, get a ton of business to grow the hell out of these freaking businesses, and then keep growing. And it's like it's an ingenious process. He's not he's not trying to be in Silicon Valley. He's dealing with staples. He's dealing with commodities. It's it's, it's ingenious, man. And when I saw. That at one time he actually had four companies listed on the Black Enterprise 100. I was like, who is this guy? Couldn't find him. Nobody can. Couldn't find him. But I did find out that he that while Barack Obama was president, Uh-oh. he had a fundraiser at his house mm-hmm. where he cooked dinner for the president because the guy is also a chef. Well, you didn't and make I, strawberry hot dog. I, I didn't even know that. that was a thing. That sounds disgusting. How rich you gotta be? To think that you want strawberries and hot dogs. Evidently, it's good because President Obama came to have them and stayed all night. So here's the funny part. Um, <laughs> I went on uh, Celebrity Net Worth. This guy's not even a celebrity. He, I got a cannot be found. Cannot be found. So, no information <laughs> on this guy whatsoever. I'm, I'm Googling right now to figure out how much this guy's worth. Man, cannot you can't find, find it. You can't find it. So what's cool is, so he was at... So I think uh, one of the one of the major brands had like a symposium where they invited a lot of black businesses to come in and talk. He mm-hmm. was one of the keynote speakers, and he actually stated that we buy business in segments that normally don't participate in the back office, which is supply chain. And, w- and we're skipping one of his business because he actually founded, uh, or he actually took over this company called um, Converge Global Trading, which was a supply chain company that okay. they ended up uh, either selling, or merging, or having someone else acquire it. But what he does is he goes into these major brands, find out where they're lacking, where they need, and then he creates a minority business to fill that need. And he collects the bulk of it. So And so what's funny is, and if you guys have been paying attention, 
for the last 13 episodes. We always bring up entrepreneurs. We always bring up investors. We always, uh, you know, inventors, just whoever. And they all have a common thing that circles around all of them. They they have their dreams. They have the things that they're trying to do. But what they end up what they end up doing is once they get into the market they really want to be in, they realize like, oh my goodness, there's a a need here. The market that I you know I'm passionate about, there's a need here. And guess what? I go out and I supply this need yeah. to the market that I really want to be a part of. Yeah. And what ends up happening is these guys end up being the richest ones. In that whole market, exactly. Anyway. So we talked about David Stewart on the last podcast, mm-hmm. right? Like he created a, a local area networking company exactly. because he needed a local area networking company. Exactly. And you know, fast forward now, he took you know he took some bumps, but look at where he's at today. And one Filter of the rich. things that we're trying to make sure that people understand is that the ideal of, of, of reselling somebody else's product or the ideal of going to work for somebody else to become rich and wealthy. Mm-hmm. It's unnecessary. Like you can really work is. for somebody else and then realize that man, they're they are missing this. Mm-hmm. And just provide that. Like you <laughs> David Stewart owns owns a local area network company. Everybody got a land network, bro. Right? Like, like it, it's not sexy at all. No. He didn't discover anything. I want no wires. Yeah. <laughs> like he didn't discover <laughs> anything. It's not sexy. And the guy's worth four billion dollars. All right. Disgusting. Mr. Dale, we call him Dale because I can't pronounce his last name the way it's probably supposed no to be pronounced. But this <laughs> this guy spends half of his time in Washington D.C. and St. Thomas. He owns a trucking company, an electrical company, <laughs> and 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 other supply chain. Right? It's not sexy. Like this idea that you have to be in Silicon Valley, you have to come up with the app. Man, this shit is so fucking stupid and unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Find a need. Be good at it. That's all you got to right. do. Exactly, and you will make that money. Man, man. you'll make you'll you'll make bank. I mean, it's it's where we at right now, right? Like we're we're finding a need, uh-huh. and we're trying to become good at it. Exactly, and hopefully, I can be between the, the Gold Coast and Winsboro and Charlotte. <laughs> like that's that's the goal. Y'all already know I'm going to Vegas and L.A. <laughs> and Charlotte. I love all three places, but I was just like that with Miami when I went for the first two or three times. Yeah, but we're gonna be back. So. Make sure y'all follow us, man. Hop on Facebook. Hop on, um, you know, go on our stories. Leave some comments. Let us know what you think. We'll shout you out, man. And make sure you follow. And, de- man, definitely, you know, check out the Facebook. It's it's great articles on there. And if you have any questions, that's going to be the best place to kind of, like, post a question. Mm-hmm. And what we always like to do is when we wrap up uh, these segments, this is season one. Absolutely. So, I mean, when we say this is stir fry. There's no menu. Like it's everything, really is, everything is mixed the hell up. Yeah. In this, which is why we called it business stir fry because we knew that this was what we was gonna run into. Uh huh. <laughs> Another, I mean, one of the things that I did want to, that I did want to say that I didn't say when we talked about Dale is, um, he's in the mold of Reginald Lewis. If if you're listening to this podcast, and you don't know who Reginald Lewis is. He's one of the first big time merger acquisitions, mm-hmm. black owned business guys. He's definitely worth to read. Definitely worth checking out. Mm-hmm. But also, I wanted to make sure that we understand that. One of the things that Dale is doing, like even though he he's slippery as hell trying to find information yeah. on. Where you at? That's the 48. He's still working within the 48, man. Go and read 48 Laws of Power. Please do. Find out which one of those powers apply to you. Because right now my man is concealing his attentions. He's saying less. He's Bro. making it appear effortless. <laughs> he is controlling all of the optics. Like this guy is nailing the 48 Laws of Power. And we need y'all to do, like, bro, 
You go look up his picture on Google. He got like three pictures. Man, who is this guy? Who is he? Who is he? Imagine you only got three pictures of your cell phone. Man, whatever he's worth, when I get to that amount, I'm scrubbing the internet my damn self. Mike gonna have to give up on me because y'all know I talk too much. <laughs> anyway, make sure y'all follow. Make sure you show us some love, and we'll catch y'all next time. Holla, your boy. Slice, got to roll the dice, that's why all my life I've been grinding all my life, look.